Attention residents of the high desert, did you know that a Comic-Con style event is coming to the San Bernardino Fairgrounds on February 8, 2020? Other than being a host to celebrity signings, giveaways, and a cosplay contest, we want to open the doors to the local community of businesses and give you an opportunity to sell your wares. If you want to be part of the Jay Zoman's Pop Culture Expo, contact Dave at 760-553-6906 or email him at pce at jayzoman.com. That's pce at j-a-y-z-o-m-o-n.com. Or visit us online at www.jayzoman'spopcultureexpo.com. Hey, this is Don Smith from the Life Radio Show. If you've always wanted to learn more about the world of low-budget filmmaking and even lower-budget comedy, tune into the Life Radio Show. You can live stream the show at www.su1069.org on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Or find us wherever you find podcasts and like and follow the Life Radio Show on Facebook for live video and other shenanigans. Now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice. The World of Myth Bits. Hey everybody, and welcome to the World of Mythbits, episode 59. I am your host, Stephanie Barty, and we are back in the boudoir. Yes, I am back home after three lovely weeks at my sister's, hanging out with my niece and my nephew. And I have to say, in the battle with my niece, I reign supreme. I came home undefeated. She cannot withstand my arms of sleepiness forever. Although there was one day that she did challenge me. She wasn't crying. She wasn't fussing. She wasn't freaking out or anything. She was just awake. And I was pulling out, you know, all the best moves I had. I mean, we had the rock and sway going. We had the figure eight with the hips going and the bob going. And she would, you know, just kind of look up at me and like, okay, what's your next move? I'm still awake. (laughs) And it took all day. And finally, she was getting fussy at dinner time, and I was done eating, so I scooped her up out of my sister's arms and said, All right, kid, it's on. And uh, I rocked and swayed her and rocked and swayed her and rocked and swayed her and, you know, got a little bounce going, got a little hip movement going, a little shoulder action going, and I was eating my key lamb pie while I was doing it because, you know, I'm a mom. I can multitask. And sure enough, she started kicking and looking at me like, "Uh uh-huh, that's the best you got. So I pulled out the big guns. I flipped her around because she likes to to be held facing out. That's her favorite position. And it usually works. So I flipped her around. She put her head down and she had her gnawing on my shoulder. She's only three months, so I mean, it's not a whole lot of gnawing. And continued with the rock and sway and the rock and sway and the pat the butt the rock and sway and the rock and sway and the pat the butt sure enough within 10-15 minutes the little head started to bob she put her head down on my shoulder 
her arms relaxed, and she was out like a light, and I had to get photographic evidence to prove that I was undefeated. And then, uh, yeah, so it was redhead versus redhead, and the older redhead won. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was good. I had a good time. Um, I was there three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. And help my sister get all her decorations up. And um, my brother-in-law and his brother and my sister and I put all the lights up outside along the roof and on the big pine trees and uh, the bushes out front. And um, got that all decorated up. And then I got hit with a nice storm. That was fun. Not. Power went out. So when the power went out, my brother-in-law and his brother and I Decided, ah, let's go for a walk, do to do. Let's go see what the damage is, because we could hear all day trees cracking and falling down in the neighborhood. And um, they live where they are. The Niagara Escarpment is right there, like right there. So when trees were coming down all along the escarpment, um, you could hear them snapping and cracking and coming down. And this big boom when they come down. So. Um, we decided, you know, it's dark, let's go for a walk, make sure everybody in the neighborhood's good. And, um, some of the transformers, you could hear them like up on the poles and they were snapping and crackling and, uh, all of this. And, uh, we were heading back to the house and the lights came on. So, um, we had met up with some other people. So we decided, well, let's just keep walking. Now the lights are on, we can really see the damage. So we ended up, we all took a walk downtown and, uh, yeah, the trees that were down and the branches, the sidewalk was at least, I'd say a good three inches, maybe four inches thick with ice that as the branches came down out of the trees, it would bring all the ice on the branches surrounding them down with it. And it was just like littered like glass, shards of glass all over the sidewalks. And we're walking down the one sidewalk and we're kind of looking up because we're walking under all these really big trees and they're cracking and creaking. And we finally realized, you know, the other side of the street didn't have any trees. So we crossed over to the other side of the street and uh, we ended up downtown and we stopped in at this little pub. Um, I can't remember the name of it because, you know, we wanted to get something hot to drink because it was cold. And, uh, it's a fairly decent sized group of us. And, um, we found out that they had had, uh, their power went out at about one o'clock in the afternoon and they stayed open, you know, whatever. So, um, what turned into just stopping in to, you know, grab a hot tea and warm up, uh, ended up, I was, ha I had an amazing conversation with the bartender, Sarah. We found out we have a lot in common. We both have our Reiki one. And of course, you know, as soon as you find out, if you find somebody else who has their Reiki one, you're automatically, well, do you get this? And do you get that? And does, do you feel this? And you feel that? And does this happen? And back and forth. And it's like, oh my God, we're not crazy. <laughs> so, uh, it was fun talking to her. And then, um, the conversation kind of turned to the paranormal because the pub we were in, is an older pub and it's actually known in town as one of the most haunted buildings in town. So I kind of mentioned, you know, well, well you know, I'm, I'm a paranormal investigator. 
and I have been invited back um, to do an investigation. So the next time I go down to my sister's, um, probably won't be until the spring. I'm going back in January, but I'm only going to be there for a few days before I'm heading off to Florida. So, um, when I go back for any length of time, I'm going to bring my kit with me and, uh, going to do an investigation of this pub, um, on a Sunday night after they close. And if all goes well, there could be some deals in the works, just saying. Anyway, so it was a lot of fun. So that was the ice storm that delayed the podcast um, last week. Was it last week? Was it been the week before? I don't remember. All the weeks kind of ran in together. So, um, yeah, and then uh, last night, the town does their Santa Claus parade at night, which I am now a firm believer that all parades should be done at night because they are just simply astounding at night. And I took my nephew down and, uh, it was, it was really good. He saw a parade last year, but I think he was too young to kind of grasp what was going on. And, um, like he's, he's only two. So he was only a year old last year and it was during the day and the town that the parade is in, it was my hometown. They don't do a very good parade. It's kind of chintzy. Um, so I bundled them all up in his little snowsuit and, and his little flapper hat, little flaps that come down and keep his little cheeks warm, put him in the umbrella stroller and off we went. It's only about a 15 minute walk from my sister's place downtown and we found a really good spot. Nobody seems to want to stand in front of the sewer grate, but it's winter time. It doesn't smell. It, it, they don't smell anyway. So zipped into that little spot. And it's a good thing that it was just the umbrella stroller because the full-size stroller would not have fit. And I would have had to hold him. Now, true to any small town parade, it did not start on time. It did not start anywhere near close to the time it was supposed to. It started an hour later. But that was fine because... My nephew is a social butterfly, and so am I. So we were making friends and talking to people and just having fun. And the very first thing that came down the road was an old-fashioned milk truck. Not the ones that are drawn by horses, but, you know, later on when they were driving them, when they actually had motors. And it was all decked out with lights and everything, and it would drive a little bit and then stop. And then we would see all these people run up to it, they were wearing the safety vests and then they would disperse with trays. It's like, what are they doing? So they finally got to where we were standing and they were handing out free hot chocolate to everybody in the crowd. It was a true small town. I'm like, Oh my God, I just got a free hot chocolate. Yay me. <laughs> it was very cool. And then the parade started and my nephew was just, his face just lit up. Because the very first, um, after the milk truck, the first float, so to speak, that started the parade was the OPP police car. It had lights all over it and the sirens go in and the actual police lights go in. And my nephew, every time he hears a siren, he'd do, siren, 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 fire truck, fire truck, police car, police car. It's so funny. And his eyes just got huge 
as saucers when he finally got to see the vehicle that makes all those noises. And then the fire trucks came and then the ambulances came and he was just thrilled. And, um, you know, I was telling him the first couple of floats that were going by, wave, wave, say Merry Christmas, say Merry Christmas. Well, by the fifth or sixth float, he was just, his, both little arms are just going and he's waving and he's yelling, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. And, uh, He's just jammering away, and I had to hang on to the umbrella stroller because he was leaning so far forward, he almost flipped it over. Um, but it was incredible. And the floats, the detail on the floats, they were huge, and they were just amazing. Like for a small town, it blew me away. And, um, I mean, this, this parade must have been 45 minutes long, at least. It was well worth the wait. And... Uh, they, I got some pictures of the Dickens, Charles Dickens float, and it was the entire, um, all the buildings and the, the square, and then this float had to have been 30 feet tall, if it was a foot at all. It was huge. Um, I'm going to post them on my Facebook page if you want to check them out. But, uh, by the time I was taking video, and my phone was dying and I'm like, I have 5% left. So then I started taking pictures and then I was at 1%. I'm like, okay, I got to save the last bit of battery um, to let my mom know when we're coming home so she can unlock the door and let me in. And uh, so I can get a picture of my nephew's face when he sees Santa Claus. Because he had been to see Santa Claus earlier in the day. They had taken them for their Santa Claus pictures. And... He has no problems with Santa Claus. He was looking at all the other kids that were screaming, like looking at them, like, what is wrong with you? He ran right up there, actually accidentally got into somebody else's photo. He photobombed some screaming kid and, uh, he walked right up there and told Santa Claus what he wanted for Christmas and told Santa Claus what his little sister was wanted for Christmas. Cause she's only a few months old, so she can't talk. And he had no problems. So, I wanted to catch his reaction when he saw Santa Claus in his sleigh with the reindeer up there above him in this huge float. And, oh, his eyes and the grin and he's waving, Santa, Santa. Oh, it was just, it made me want to cry. My little heart just melted. But, uh, so that's what we did last night. I was a little chilly, but, um. It was good. We had a good time and I got him back and he was just blah, 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 to my mom telling Nan all about the parade. And, you know, this morning he got up with his dad and you know, my brother-in-law was telling me, he was talking and telling him all about the parade. And then he'd pause and he'd remember something else about the parade. And he'd tell them. <laughs> it was so cute. Oh, it was adorable. So, um, yeah. So that's what I've been doing for the last three weeks. And I'm home now for a few weeks, uh, till after Christmas. And then, uh, about the 7th, not the 7th or 8th of January, I'm heading back down to my sister's. And, um, the 11th, my mom and I are heading to Florida. And I will be in Florida for a few weeks. Uh, three, I think. Three seems to be the number. And then on the 3rd of February, I think it is. Yeah, the 3rd of February, I am heading to California to prep and 
help Dave with the last minute stuff for PCE. It's coming up, folks. Oh, I'm so excited. Speaking of PCE, you know, like that segue in there, um, I have an announcement to make. And I'm going to try and do it in my best, let's get ready to rumble kind of voice. <laughs> but I make no guarantees. <laughs> okay, so the announcement I have to make. JPWI, which stands for the Jason Professional Wrestling International Expo Explosion 2020, which will be happening at PCE February 8th. There is a there, there's several matches, so I'm just going to read off the matches to you. Okay, the triple threat match is Starkey versus Ruben versus Baines. There you go. That's the triple threat match. In the singles match, we have Clearwater versus Mandel. And then we have the tag team match. Team High Risk, which is Simon Lotto and Stephen Andrews versus Ricky Tenacious and Mondo Rocks. Then we have a singles match with Ryan Mora Morals. Okay. Versus Eric Watts and JPWI World Title Match WWE Tough Enough Winner Blake versus MLW Openweight Champion Hammerstone. And that is your main event. And it's going to be pretty darn cool. If I do say so myself. Uh, vendors tables are flying out the door as we speak. So if you're listening to this and you want to vend at PCE, I suggest you get a hold of Dave soon. Um, and let him know. Oh, I totally just, my brain just shut off. <laughs> you have those moments where you're on a roll and you're talking and then all of a sudden your brain goes, nope, you're done. And it's just like test pattern, blank. Anyway, okay, so that was the housekeeping. Uh, a little more housekeeping. It is the 8th, so our deadline for our um, holiday, Christmas, festive, festivus issue is coming up. So get your stuff in. That would be great. I would greatly appreciate it. Um, I'll make this... Well, there good issues every month. And I want to say congratulations to Stephen Bruce for winning member of the month for his story whimper. Well done. That was a good one. Um, I look forward to more from you. Um, I think that's it for housekeeping. How far in are we? Ooh, 17 minutes. Well, you see, cause I told you a story too. So that kind of helped. Um, yeah. So, so the last few episodes, um, minus the magazine episode, I have, um, been kind of touching on some personal issues, not issues, but not really personal, but some in-depth things. Like we talked about self-confidence and I talked about, um, wants versus needs and priorities and, I think it's only fair to explain to you why I've taken this kind of um, journey with the podcast and gone in this direction. 
Um, I've been doing a lot of, of um, work on myself. A lot of uh, soul searching and um, growing and learning about myself. And um, I've been doing a lot of exercising and eating properly and getting healthy and doesn't mean just physically getting healthy. You have to do it emotionally. You have to do it mentally so that your whole body, mind and soul are healthy. So that's where I've kind of been going with these. It's, it's almost cathartic for me to, um, do these because I can talk things out and you guys have to listen. You know, I can't do anything about that. Sorry. I mean, you can always turn it off, but you know. But it kind of helps me work out things that I've been moving around in my mind. And having to come home today after three weeks away, um, where I only had to cook dinner every once in a while, which, you know, at home I only have to cook dinner every once in a while, and this week I don't have to cook at all because my husband has made pre-made meals for the entire week because he's on afternoons because I hate to cook. Um... But being at my sister's, I could kind of put away my real life, almost. Um, I didn't have to think about the bills. I didn't have to think about all the stresses and things going on at home. I could forget about them for a while, almost pretend like they didn't exist. And you can't... I mean, you could do that for a little while especially when you need that mental break. Um, but they're still there. You can't hide from them. You can't ignore them because some, especially the important stuff, when you ignore it, it has a way of just getting louder. And I had to come home today. There were things, you know, I need to do. And I have a life here. I have family here. My husband, my kids are here. Uh, I had to come home. So I came home and it was kind of a facing responsibilities moment for me. Um, I can't hide from my responsibilities. I have to face them. I have to do them. I have to um, deal with them. I have to handle them. I have to own up to them, you know, and that's part of responsibilities is, is not just acknowledging you have responsibilities or taking care of your responsibilities, but to be responsible is to take responsibility for your actions and for things that you've done, things that you said, things that you should be doing. Um, if you've done somebody wrong, take responsibility for that, apologize for that, you know, so I had to come home because I have responsibilities. I have a life here that I can't hide from, I can't run from, I can't ignore. Um, might not be the smoothest road at the moment, so I have to deal with those potholes and speed bumps and ruts. I have to be responsible for my share of that. So yeah, I'm home and I'm being responsible. Well, 
I did laundry today, so I was semi-responsible, but I wasn't here the whole day. And it's Sunday. Cut me some slack. <laughs> but responsibility is hard. It's it's being a responsible adult, being a responsible person is hard because you don't always want to do the things you're supposed to do. You know, you don't always want to go to work, but you have to go to work because you have to pay the bills because you have to be responsible for the debts that you have. You don't always want to face controversy and, and problems. It's much easier to run away from things that are uncomfortable, things that you don't want to have to look at. It's much easier to run away from them. The only thing is, is you can't run away from yourself. So all of those things in your head that you know you should be responsible for and that you should take responsibility for are still there. I mean, you can distract yourself for a while and distraction can be a lot of fun and feel really, really good. But that's all it is, is a distraction because the responsibility is still there. And when you have those quiet moments and you have those alone moments, that's when it gets a whole lot louder. And they're a whole lot bigger. So if you face your responsibilities and accept them, own up to them and do them, they're not so bad. Okay, so they're still bad. They still suck. But you do it. And as you get older, your responsibilities change. You know, your priorities change. So responsibilities change. Um, I mean, you always, if you have an apartment, you're responsible for paying the rent. You have responsible for feeding yourself when you're grown up and you've moved out. And even if you're a grown adult at home, you can't expect your parents to cook for you forever. But in that same token, you have to be responsible with the food that's in the house if you're not working. You can't just go into the kitchen and have a free-for-all. You have to realize that, you know, I'm not contributing to the household. Mom and dad are working. They're buying the food. There may only be enough food to get through to the next grocery day. So if I eat half a carton of eggs, half a loaf of bread, and most of the cheese, that could have been several meals. Somebody's going to go without. So you have to be responsible in how you eat. It's the same with getting healthy. Be responsible. You're responsible for the amount of food you put into your body. You put too much in, it's unhealthy. You don't put enough in, it's unhealthy. That's on you. That's your responsibility. You are responsible for the amount of sleep you get every night. For the exercise you do. If you want to get healthy, you have to be responsible for your actions. It's not going to just happen. You have to do it. Trust me. I know this. Um, I've been on this journey for a few years now. And I was not being responsible. 
I was not being consistent with my workouts. I was not being consistent with my eating habits and I paid for it. I paid for it greatly. I got very sick not that long ago and I have a bad heart to begin with and I need to take care of that heart. And, um, going to my sister's when I went, not this time, but the time before, a long talk with my sister. And my sister's a nurse, a nurse practitioner. So I had a long talk with her and it was a frank talk. And I mean, she's blunt. It's the way we are in my family. Everything is said with love and out of love, but we don't sugarcoat things. And she was very blunt, very open with me. And, um, I knew I needed to be responsible for my own health. It wasn't going to just happen. I couldn't expect my husband to be responsible for the food that I put into my body. I couldn't expect somebody else to be responsible to make me go and do my workouts and stick to them and make sure that I do all of the exercises and all of the, the time and put it all in. I couldn't put that on somebody else. It was my responsibility. So I slowly, I came, I did it while I was there the first time and lost a few pounds and I was pleased and I felt good. And then I came home and I didn't have my sister watching over my shoulder. And I slid back into my old ways, junk food, not exercising and just, you know, being a couch potato and all of that. And put those few pounds back on. So I was determined to eat healthy and to exercise. So when I went back to my sister's, okay, I've got three weeks to do this. And after three weeks, it should be routine. So went down and doing my exercises with my sister because she showed me a whole bunch of really good effective ones that I can do at home and eating healthy, avoiding breads and pasta and starchy foods and, you know, foods full of sugars and, and all of that stuff. Um, had a chocolate bar bought for me. One of those big ones. I've only eaten two pieces out of it and I've had it for a week and a half. Very proud. Um, not eating potato chips or, you know, only having a handful, like five or six, instead of eating the whole bag. Um, drinking more water, which is something that I don't do, but taking responsibility for my own health. And I'm pleased to say I have shed quite a few pounds now. And um, I was wearing a shirt earlier today. found it when I got home. And what's this doing here? My daughter's like, well, you said you liked it and you wanted it and it doesn't fit me. So, oh, I'll whip it on and try it. Because the last time I had tried it on, it was really, really tight. And I wasn't comfortable in it. And I didn't feel good in it. So I thought, oh, I'll throw it on. See, you know, see what happens. It fit really good. And I took a picture. I put it on Facebook. Supergirl. And uh, I was getting dressed for bed tonight. So, you know, I took my shirt off. And I thought, I just want to see what size this is. It was a medium. I was so 
happy. And I mean, there is the payout for being responsible. And you do, when you're responsible, you do get a payout. You do get rewarded for being responsible. So that was my reward. I haven't worn a medium-sized t-shirt. And I mean, there isn't a whole lot of stretch in this t-shirt. Trust me. I haven't worn a medium-sized t-shirt in 30 years. Maybe. No. Maybe 20 years. Yeah. It's been a long, long time since I've been able to wear a medium t-shirt and not have it, you know, make me look like a stuffed sausage. So I was very pleased with that. Made my day. But I took responsible. I took responsibility for my health, for my actions, and I'm being rewarded for that. So there are things at home now that I have to take responsibility for and be responsible for. And uh, good, bad, or otherwise, we'll see how it turns out. So, yeah, I guess this kind of turned into a be responsible podcast. But yeah, so that's why I'm touching on deeper topics. I'm touching on, I'm, I'm discussing personal things and, and, um, more in depth. I, I want to, I mean, I enjoy doing the fluff. I enjoy being fun and, um, don't get me wrong where we will go back to those. They will be mixed in there eventually. Um, and I do enjoy, you know, the, when I was doing the urban legends and things like that, um, I enjoyed doing the Morgan Le Fay, but I'm kind of playing around with my podcast now, seeing, you know, I don't want to get stuck in a rut. I'm being responsible for the content I'm putting out there. And I want to be fun. I want to be enjoyable. I want to be entertaining, but I want to be inspiring. I want to be thought provoking. If I do a podcast and it makes you sit back and look at an aspect of yourself that you've been struggling with, like self-confidence, or something you've been avoiding, like responsibility, or um, something that you've taken on that you didn't need to, like priorities. If I've reached one person and kind of made them go, hmm, that makes a lot of sense. Or maybe I should look more into this. Then I feel like I'm contributing something through my podcast. And I want to do that. I want to... I don't want to say help because I'm not in any position to help anybody. I can offer advice on how I see it. Um, But I want to inspire. I want to, um, be responsible for what I'm putting out there. I want to be proud of what I'm putting out there. And I'm proud of every podcast I've done. I am. I really am. But I'm going to go a little deeper now. I want to 
talk about topics that mean something. Like writing or um, emotions or, you know, when you're struggling with something, um, I want to talk about it. I give you my thoughts, my opinions. You know, that may not be worth a pile of dirt, but you never know. Something I say could resonate with you and you take something positive away from what I'm, I'm saying. So yeah, I want to be responsible for what I'm putting out there. Um, because I am out there. I'm, I'm in the public. I, um, people are, they know my name. They, they know my face. They know I'm affiliated with Jason They know I am part of the world of myth. They know I'm part of the, I am the world of myth bits. And the more listeners that I get and the more followers that I get, I feel a level of responsibility to them to put out something that isn't just me yammering on about my week, which, you know, I know some of you enjoyed and I will still tell you what I did. (laughs) That's not going to stop. But I also want to put a little more in-depth content into the podcast. So that's why we've kind of gone off on this tangent of responsibility and all of that stuff. Now, if you have something you want me to weigh in on, you know where to find me. And at the end of the show, I'll give you all the all the stuffs. All of it. I'll give it to y'all. So, yeah. Be responsible. Own up to your stuff. If you've done something wrong, be responsible for it. If you've done something right, awesome. Be responsible for it. If you have things that, you know, you're shirking your duties and you're kind of avoiding stuff, be responsible for them because they're not going to go away. Trust me, they're not going to go away. If you have trauma in your past that you need to deal with it, be responsible for it. Get the help you need. Deal with it. Talk to somebody. Talk to a friend. Talk to a professional. Talk to an anonymous number. Talk to somebody. Be responsible for it. Because only you can be responsible for you. Nobody else can. If you are a fully functioning grown adult, you need to be responsible for you. And if you have dependents, you need to be responsible for them as well. So, be responsible. That's the message for this week. Be responsible. But, Look at what your responsibilities are. Because some of the things that you may feel responsible for, you may not have anything to do with at all. You are not responsible for somebody else's happiness. You are not responsible for somebody else's health and well-being. There comes a point in time when you need to step back and say, I'm not responsible. This is not my job. So, See, responsibility goes both ways. You can be over-responsible. You can be... um, You have a loved one 
and they are scarily overweight. You are not responsible for making sure that they eat healthy. If they're your child, your, your, if they are your child, yes, okay, there is some modicum of responsibility. But when they are a grown adult and still your child, you are not responsible. You can counsel them, you can encourage them, you can guide them, but you can't be responsible for what they do to themselves because you can't control them. So if you're feeling guilty about something that they're doing, you can stop because you are not responsible. See, there's a flip side to responsibility. So. it's uh, Responsibility is, is difficult because you don't always know where it begins and where it ends. You don't always know what exactly you're supposed to be responsible for and what you're not. And what you should be responsible for. And sometimes you can take responsibility too far and start sticking your nose into other people's responsibilities. You have to take a step back and that's not my problem. Not my department. Remember that. Not my department. So, just, if you're struggling with responsibility, there's a reason. Sit back and evaluate everything that you need to be responsible for. And then make a list of everything that you think you're responsible for. And then make a list of everything you should be responsible for. And see how many things overlap. And if they are overlapping in each one, then those are the ones you need to pay attention to. But don't forget to neglect. Do not neglect yourself. Be responsible for your own health, your own happiness. You cannot depend on somebody else to do that for you. Because they will inevitably, in some way, whether it's on purpose or accidentally, let you down. You need to be responsible for yourself. It's not easy. It's not fun. It's so much better to put that responsibility onto somebody else because when they do let you down or when you perceive that they've let you down, then you can blame them for how you feel instead of being responsible for it yourself. Now, you can't control how you feel, your emotions. You can control how you react to them. That's being responsible for your emotions and your your reactions to them. So, responsibility comes in a lot of forms and in a lot of areas of your life. And it's probably one of the biggest words pertaining to everyday life is responsibility. It's in everything. It's in work. It's in home life. It's in health. It's in spirituality. You know, it's everywhere within your life. So it's a big one. So my advice Not that I'm in any position to give advice because I'm still trying to figure out my responsibilities and what I want to be responsible for and what I don't want to be responsible for. Um, I have come to the realization 
and the acceptance of the fact that I am not responsible for other people's happiness. That is not my job. I am responsible for mine. So, okay, I think I'm going to wind this up. I have lectured you long enough for this week. Remember, oh, I'm going to have to pull that message up again because it all just completely slipped my mind. JPWI, Jaysomon Professional Wrestling International. Woo, I remembered. Expo Explosion 2020 will be held at PCE February 8th, 2020. Be there. There are going to be some incredible matches and some big names. Great guys. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm new to wrestling, so I'm still, you know, enjoying the thrill of watching these big men throw each other around the ring. It's kind of cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so remember that. And if you want to check out everything going on at PCE, you can go to... Oh, now I have to find it. Hang on. Because, you know, it would be a shame if I ever actually had everything that I want to talk about pulled up, ready to go. You know. But I don't. Okay. So. You want to find out more about Jason Mon's Pop Culture Expo happening February 8th, 2020 at the... Bernardino County Fairgrounds. I'm assuming those are minutes. I can't even begin to tell you how many minutes are left. <laughs> there is a lot. Um, you can go to J-O-Y-Z-O-M-O-N-S-P-O-P-C-U-L-T-U-R-E-E-X-P-O.com jaysomonspopcultureexpo.com and you can see the map, the events, the guests, the convention rules, vendors. You can have, there's applications there if you want to be a vendor, you want to be a guest, if you want to do something. You can buy tickets there. Um, yeah, so you can find out all the stuff at jaysomonspopcultureexpo.com now, if you want to check out more podcasts, you can go to jazomon.com slash jazomodcast. Click home. Well, it'll bring you to the home. And you can see all of the podcasts that we offer on our network. There is this one, which is the best. The World of Myth Bits. There's Who's the Boss? My Public Life is an American Nerd. Dispatches from Shed Quarters and Paradise City. Our syndicated podcasts are Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast, Delivery Bros Podcast, The Movie Madhouse, Too Opinionated, and The Days of Comics Past Podcast. And that is all on jazelmon.com slash jazelmodcast. Now, if you want to follow us on Facebook, you can find us at the World of Myth Bits Podcast. You can follow the magazine, the World of Myth Magazine on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at the World of Myth Magazine or the World of Myth Bits or me, 
Lupa B. On Twitter, you can also find me on Instagram at Stephanie Barty Author or on Facebook at Author Stephanie Barty. If you want to shoot me an email about the podcast or submit something for the magazine, you can email me at Stephanie Barty at theworldofmyth.com. And you want to check out the magazine, go to www.theworldofmyth.com. And that is it for this week. I will chat with you all next week. Have a good one. See ya. The World of Mythbits.